Tonight's lesson is entitled, Without Bread. Without Bread. Matthew 4, verse 1 through 4, and Matthew 6, verse 16 through 18. Without Bread. Let me read verse 2 of Matthew 4. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you without bread, without bread. Fasting in the Bible means to abstain from eating food. The word literally means to close the mouth to food. When this is done, the physical body is temporarily deprived of its natural source and intake of nutrition. I stress the word temporarily. The physical body is temporarily deprived. No fast lasts forever. We know what that's called when you just stop eating completely. It's called starvation. And starvation doesn't honor God nor benefit the person. The longest fast in the Bible was 40 days. Moses in Exodus 34:28, Elijah in 1 Kings 19:8, and of course, the author and finisher of our faith, Jesus in Matthew 4. And there were others in the recorded Old Testament books who fasted uh, between a day and 40 days. In the ones of Moses and Elijah, it's mentioned that they went without food and water. In the case of Jesus, it just mentions he fasted. Now, I suspect that you can make a case on whether Fasting includes both food and water, and yet I hold on to the definition. Fasting is the closing of the mouth to food. Uh, why do I emphasize and uh, uh, confine it to food? Because it was the opening of the mouth to food that was forbidden uh in Genesis 2, and it became the reason for the first sin in the world in Genesis 3. Remember, it was when they 
ate the forbidden fruit. So when fasting, we are acknowledging to the Creator that we are truly depending upon submission to His will for our life. It was when they ate that they began to die. I mentioned on Sunday that death comes in other forms than just the succession of breath. God told Adam and Eve that when you do this, you will surely die. They ate and they began to die. Uh, so when we close our mouth to food, fast that is, we're beginning to live. Does that make a little sense to you? If opening their mouth in disobedience caused them to start dying, living in disfellowship with God, then closing our mouth sort of reverses that. It brings us into a closer submission to the will of God. Fasting provides a time of special spiritual moments for self-examination, prayer, and reflection. It's even okay to ask the Lord for favors when you fast. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 22, King David had ended his fast. During it, he had sought the Lord to spare the life of his child. So it's all right to seek the reward and favor of God when you fast. Fasting nowadays is not a requirement. The Jewish community had a special day called Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And the whole nation was required, commanded to fast. Uh, the priest made his annual trip into the Holy of Holies to offer the sacrifice for the forgiveness of the sins of the people and of himself. And on that day, according to Leviticus 16, verse 29 through 31, and Hebrews 9 and 6, all the nation of Israel fasted. But guess what? We're not the nation of Israel. We're not the Jewish people. We are Christian people. And Jesus' life, suffering, death, resurrection, fulfilled the requirements his blood covers us once and for all. So because it's not required nor commanded, uh, we still have great examples. Um, Jesus, Moses, Elijah. Uh, if a body, a Christian family, a community of faith, or a person chooses to fast, uh, then God honors that act as he did in the days of old when he required it. He honors it as long as it is done with the right motives, right motives. So Jesus, in Matthew 6, he is uh, not giving instructions about uh, frequency 
duration or details. Jesus is warning his disciples about motives, about motives. Jesus assumed his disciples were good Jewish boys and that they would fast. After all, the three spiritual pieties or signs of the Jewish community were charity, prayer, and fasting. He just tells them, as he does us, to do it to the glory of God. He's not telling them how long to fast or or where or when. He's not even giving details. He's just telling them, if you do it, do it to the glory of God. Now, understand, you don't have to, but if you choose to, do it under the banner of being a Christian. Then do it with proper spiritual motives. Don't draw attention to yourself. Don't act weird. Just be normal. Watch your face. Put oil in your hair, etc. Don't do any abnormal daily things to cause people to look your way. Jesus is telling us, if we fast, just don't be extra. Fasting is what I do for my own personal relationship with God. It is an exercise, a discipline, which draws you and me closer to God and helps us realize just how much God provides for us. That's why I connect closing our mouths to food to that first act in in Genesis 3, that first act of sin. Adam and Eve forgot in that moment listening to Satan that God was their provider. And that's what fasting declares. God is my provider. God is your provider. If you choose to fast, when you choose to fast, keep telling yourself, God is my provider. As a church, he is our provider. What happens if we get hungry? Will we get hungry? Maybe we will. Hunger is a natural created desire for for food. I think our nature will crave to be fulfilled, but it's then that you think about God as your supplier, and you pray something like this, Lord, in the words of my Savior and your dear Son, I declare that I do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of your mouth. Hallelujah. By every word that proceeds out of my mouth. Every word, God, that you put in me and I utter it back, that's the source of my supply. That's what Jesus says, and that's how he operates in Matthew 4. And the irony is that Israel had bread 
in the wilderness and they went astray. And now Jesus goes without bread and he submits to the Father and comes out victorious. The hunger or the sense of want for what you're fasting from reminds you to make Jesus your primary want. Ultimately, God wants our hearts. When we fast, we're giving him our hearts. For the past seven weeks, I've been teaching the men's class here at Freedom about our being, our character, our inner self. We are who we are from the inside out. We are heart first. The true fast is invisible because it involves the sincere inner self. Lord, you are what's important in my life. All this other stuff pales in comparison to you. I find everything I need in this world in you. So I want to urge and invite Lifeliners, to join us in our corporate day of fasting as we embark upon Lent season 2023. We'll do it every Wednesday until the end of Lent, Saturday, April 8th. Um, the fasting period on those Wednesdays will be from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., 12 hours. There will be those who can uh, do 12 hours, and there will be those who can do shorter periods within those 12 hours. That's your individual call. Maybe you can do 10. Maybe you can do nine hours. Maybe you can do six hours. God knows your motives and your obedience. Just skipping a meal is not a fast. So make your deliberate, planned, intentional, and devotional desire to join with freedom as we declare Wednesday during Lent as our day of fasting. Think on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Read your Bible. Confess your favorite scriptures. Hallelujah. Again. Will you be tempted? Well, that's why we read that Matthew 4 text. Jesus was. You're human. The servant is no greater than the master. So learn not to feed your temptations. Don't keep looking at menus, hold conversations about cooking, watch food commercials, ramble through the icebox, the refrigerator, rather. Don't sit in the cafeteria at lunch hour. Stay at your desk or sit in your car. Uh, don't feed your temptations. This we will do with the help of the Lord, starting again next Wednesday, the first day of Lent, at the 6 a.m. prayer hour. And that's how we begin each of our days of Lent, these 40 days, excluding Sunday. We begin them with 
prayer at six. We pray just for 15 minutes. Remember, we pray each day, but we fast only on Wednesday. So let me close by offering a few words about the modern day spins on the biblical fast. I know you've heard them. You'll hear and you've probably uh, have heard about Facebook fast, a media fast, an internet fast, cell phone fast, etc. But calling it a fast doesn't make it that. While these things may be meaningful, I just do not believe they rise to the level of a biblical fast. Of course, you may be abstaining from something important in your life or something you think you cannot go without or something that you will miss, you know, a meat fast, a sweet fast, a carb fast. Uh, But please don't equate these with a fast like Moses's or Elijah's or David or Anna's or Paul or even Jesus's. Indeed, you may get some health-related benefits from not eating meat, sweets, and carbs. But in a true fast, you can't open and close your mouth to selected foods. So let's be careful. In, in making easy and convenient and competitive and comfortable the disciplines and the life choices we make as children of the Most High, we're called to a life of sacrifice, self-denial, suffering for his name's sake. We can't make everything cute and comfortable. So may this season of fasting cause each of us to empty ourselves of ourselves and fill up on his spirit and on his word. Can I mention in closing that there was a demonic driven controlled boy who the disciples tried to corral and to exercise and they could not but Jesus did Jesus cast out the demons the boy calmed down and was restored to family father friends and community and the disciples in Mark 9:28 asked Jesus why couldn't we do that And Jesus answered, this kind comes but by prayer and fasting. Who knows what level of authority will come from our mouths when this period of prayer and fasting is over. Something to think about, isn't it? Hallelujah. This is the word of faith which I teach, and it remains available on Freedom's podcast to be listened to again. God bless you, and God keep you.